Warning. The following contains massive spoilers for the designated series. Listener discretion is advised. Water. Earth. Fire. Air. You're listening to the Television Archive, the show where we, the television-loving hordes of the internet, take a deep dive into what used to be in our beloved media. My name is Thomas Clark, and this is Avatar The Last Airbender and The Legend of Korra. My brother and I discovered the new Avatar, an airbender named Aang. And although his airbending skills are great, he has a lot to learn before he's ready to save anyone. But I believe... Aang can save the world. Today we will be discussing The Legend of Korra, Season 4, Episode 9, titled Beyond the Wilds. This is an excellent episode. It's so masterfully handled. Uh, provides such a brilliant turning point for Korra's arc throughout this season. Uh, is very weird and trippy and also does a fantastic job of setting up our final push of story in the next four episodes. The final four episodes of this series It's really everything we needed after that pointless, pointless clip show. Uh, It is really, really magnificent and probably one of the best episodes of this season so far, in all honesty. Like, it's very much its own thing. It's very much like just this tiny little... I don't even want to say side quest because it's such a... It's such an important step forward, character speaking. Uh, But it's just this little, like, lower stakes adventure that provides such a big step forward in this season, thematically speaking. Uh, There's so much that needs to be talked about in this. Uh, We might as well start off with, I guess, the thing we've been waiting to see for several episodes now. uh, The Return of Bolin. Bolin and Varric burst through the doors, literally, in this episode. And they give their warning of Kuvira's spirit weapon. And they're like, hey, uh, we're not with Kuvira anymore, and we're here to warn you that uh, she has the means to develop a spirit weapon. And if she builds it, we are all screwed. So, yeah. Might want to prep for that. Okay. And I also love, by the way, this little apology tour (laughs) that Bolin goes on. (laughs) Like, just apologizing to Mako and Korra. uh, Going out of his way to try and apologize to Opal. With increasingly laughable failures. (laughs) Bolin apologizes to Opal once, and and Opal's like, yeah, no, screw you. Uh, Bolin does the amazingly 
stupid thing to have Pabu deliver Opal a message of, Help! I, I broke both my legs! I totally broke both my legs! This, this totally isn't a ploy to get you to come to a picnic! But it, it is a ploy to get Opal to come to a picnic. And I love, I adore this moment where Opal just goes on this tirade about how Bolin worked for the woman who captured and is probably torturing her family. Like, just on and on, so venomously tearing him down, tearing him a new asshole. And then at the very end of it, Opal just turns to Papu and says, I'm sorry you had to see that, Pabu. <laughs> like, she still respects Pabu, but she hates Bolin. <laughs> it, it's really good. It's really, really good. Uh, I also should mention this one scene where President Raiko just takes Varric and Asami and says, Hey, you two need to work together to combat this spirit vine thing. And Asami just, like, hates everything about this. And she's like, okay, fine. I will guess I'll work with him. And then... <laughs> and then she, like, grabs his arm and twists it and is like, if you double-cross me again, F you. <laughs> Bad stuff's gonna happen if that, if that is an eventuality. Uh, it's a nice little, like... Small, but still very, very fun moment. So now we're going to get Varric and Asami working together. Yay! Uh, but of course, the main driving force of this episode is these attacks in the Spirit Wilds. Uh, and I love how technical difficulties... Sorry about that. I had the technical difficulties, and the podcast got effed up, but now I'm back. This is the technical difficulties song. Uh, <laughs> uh, but I love, as I was saying before, how the Spirit Wilds in Republic City are going nuts and attacking people because Kuvira's chopping up vines in the swamp. Like, it's just this nice spiritual disturbance storyline uh, that we haven't really gotten done well I think since the original series, uh, it's sort of it's sort of a throwback to those old uh, Spirit World Winter Solstice days, uh, the stuff with Haybai and other things along those lines. Like we're getting that in Legend of Korra, and it's very very well done. Uh, it's really creepy. As all hell, every second spent in the spirit wilds, these vines sort of slithering and contorting and grabbing people and everyone has to fight their way through, but most people fail. Uh, Ryu and his tour group were captured, which by the way, I love that Ryu returned. <laughs> his mother bragging about how... Oh, look, now he's a big, strong airbender. And it's just 
ridiculous. It's just absolutely ridiculous. Uh, Janora going through, and even she, an airbending master, can't fight off these vines and gets captured. Uh, and then Korra and Mako go in. Uh, they discover that these vines are, like, keeping people in pods that connect to the spirit world. And so Korra's like, okay, uh, I'll just go into the spirit world and uh, that'll be the thing. Uh, that'll be how it goes. And she tries to go in, but instead of the spirit world, she goes into flashes of Zaheer again and is blocked. Is blocked from going into the spirit world. So Korra... In possibly the most mature decision she's ever made in this entire show, says, okay, Zaheer's still blocking me. I think maybe if I go and see him in his prison, if I see him in chains, I'll know he's no longer a threat. And then I can be my old Avatar self again. I can actually go back to how I was before. Damn. God damn. So, Korra, now being fully aware of the fact that, like, now this isn't, like, a poison deal. It's more PTSD than anything else. Korra is now like, yep, this is the source. I need to face it. That like, that's genuinely the most mature decision she's made in this entire show. And I'm kind of amazed, like, the writers freaking went there with her. So, we get our big confrontation with Zaheer in his prison. And I love the imagery of Zaheer, a disheveled Zaheer with long hair and a beard. In chains, but still floating because he can fly. And Korra just goes in. And has this confrontation with Sahir. And this whole sequence is so magnificent. This whole sequence is so amazing to freaking watch. As she literally confronts this big demon that has haunted her for three years. And Korra goes in, tries to do the tough Korra thing, and is like, yeah, I want you to know that I'm not afraid of you, you have no power over me. And then Zaheer just flies out at her, does a little jump scare at her, and Korra's like, ugh! Like, she can tell herself she's over this all she wants, but she isn't. She keeps trying to forget, but every time there's going to be a little reminder like this that this happened to her. And so this conversation with Sahir keeps evolving further and further and further. And Sahir's like, you must be really in trouble if you come to see me. And Korra sort of mentions Kuvira. 
and just lets out all her anger on the fact that Zaheer brought chaos to the Earth Kingdom and allowed Kuvira to rise to power. And Zaheer's like, yeah, I, I've heard about her, but I didn't know she gained so much power. She needs to be stopped. And this is such a great moment that totally defines, like, Zaheer genuinely believes that he is this savior of the Earth Kingdom, this savior of the world, uh, by taking out world leaders. He genuinely believed he was doing something good when he took out the Earth Queen. So, Zaheer, being as anti-world leader as he is, is like, yeah, there's this big dictator taking over the Earth Kingdom. She needs to be stopped. She needs to go down. So I'm going to help you regain this part of you that is still eluding you. This a part of you that can journey into the spirit world. That can get in touch with your spiritual energy. I will help you. And Zaheer flat out says, who would have known that the biggest source of knowledge as to Korra's Zaheer PTSD was Zaheer? Who would have known that? That is such a brilliant twist on the ideas of what, like, a Legend of Korra villain is. Like, that's such a nice twist on the idea of what this demonic figure in Korra's mind is. It's just like, yeah, uh, this is all you. I didn't do shit. In fact, I'm gonna help you get over this. And Zaheer even hits on exactly what Korra's problem is, that her spiritual energies are out of whack. So, Zaheer helps Korra meditate and journey into the spirit world. And as Korra's going through her Zaheer flashback. Zaheer's like, current day Zaheer is like, let it play out. Let it play out. Accept what happened to you. That's over. Accept that it's over. Accept what happened. And so she like, falls through that tornado that happened uh, during Venom of the Red Lotus and she falls through it into the spirit world. And when she goes into the spirit world, she reconnects with Rava. And when she reconnects with Rava, Rava brings her to where the pod prisoners are being held in the spirit world. And Korra is able to bend the spiritual energy and free them. It is this amazing, powerful, celebratory moment of just, yes, Korra is back. The Avatar is finally recovering. The Avatar is finally making strides to be what she was, to be as powerful as she was before, if not more so. Uh, so Janora and the tour group are free. Everything's good on that front. Uh, and then we get our ending. 
where Bolin does his final apology to Opal, and Opal's like, well, okay, there's one thing you could do to make it up to me. Uh, come with me and Lin, because we're going to Zalfu, and we're going to free my family. They're going to Zalfu to free the Beifongs. On their own, rogue mission, Lin Beifong, Opal Beifong, and Bo Lin. I am very excited to talk about that because that is going to be awesome. That is going to be really, really cool. Uh, but this was an amazing episode. It, it's absolutely phenomenal. It's a brilliant character piece uh, for Korra specifically. It brilliantly sets up these last four episodes. It's just so freaking good. Four episodes left. We're almost done. We're almost there. Just a little bit more. Just a little bit more. Uh, if you like this... Favorite the podcast, anchor.fm slash TV archives, so that you can be here every single Monday through Friday as I go through every single episode of this and other shows. And you can find it on pretty much whatever podcatcher app you prefer. Feel free to call in as well. It's simple as just a push of a button on the Anchor app. I will play those on the show from time to time if you feel so inclined to send those in. Follow me on Twitter and Instagram, TomTom4468, and support the show. Patreon.com slash Thomas Clark. Pledge just a dollar a month. I appreciate everything I get through there. Or, if that doesn't work for you, you can also support the show directly via Anchor. I appreciate that as well. Uh, Tomorrow, we will be discussing Season 4, Episode 10. Talk to you then.